Welcome everybody to another edition of How to Beat Your Addiction and Live a Quality Life with John Giordano. I'm Scott Jones, your host. And uh, John, we're at the new year. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to be a better year than last year. It's It's got to be. It's got to be. I got to, you know, we'll start the show with one funny thing is I saw a commercial for eHarmony. You know the dating site, uh-huh. and they had this person who that person was supposed to be twenty twenty. That's who they were. They were the year twenty twenty, and they they found their perfect match, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and they got Satan in twenty twenty walking through a park, falling in love, and talking about I wish twenty twenty would go on forever. <laughs> but that really sums up this year, doesn't it? Well, let me tell you something. This year has been a nightmare for especially for addicts. <clears throat> yeah. Really bad for all people, not just addicts. I mean, you know, depression, anxiety, and loneliness, and boredom, and it, it just doesn't stop. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, uh, you know, I don't even know what to say anymore, John. Uh, <coughs> the COVID, the craziness with the elections, the the uh, the economy going in the toilet, people losing their jobs. All of this stuff adds up to one thing, which is individual people are getting hurt in many, many ways. Well, let's talk today about how can we fight this? And what are some of the things that you can do to help you with depression, with anxiety, which ultimately leads to addiction or suicide, unfortunately. And um, what what I'd like to talk to you about today is how do we defend ourselves against these things? And I think this is really important for people out there to know. Well, before we talk about that, I'm wondering if we should address, you know, I, mean, I could be wrong, you know, it's, it's your deal, but, you know, I think a lot of people are suffering from anxiety and depression and they don't even realize they are. Is that true? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, is that true? Or maybe they're just, they think, I'll just plow through and I'll be okay. I mean, are there things you should look for either in yourself or in a loved one where you can identify when... Well, if you know, if you have depression, you don't want to get out of bed. You know, things that you used to enjoy, you no longer enjoy. Um, you feel like the, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And if you're suffering from anxiety, you're living in the future, okay, hanging out in the past, and you're forgetting about, forgetting about where you are today. So what I like to talk about, we always talk, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, this is depression, this is anxiety, this is addiction. But what the hell do we do with it? How do we overcome this? What should we do to to at least feel a little bit better? Yeah. You know, Scott? And and there are things you could do. You know, uh, all things don't work for all people. But, you know, you always, my my motto is, all right, give it a shot. Doesn't work for you, for you? Change it and do something else. But don't just sit there and do nothing. Because nothing is a decision. Okay? You have to make a decision either to get well or to stay sick. And there is, that is a decision. Some people think, well, I can't ever get out of this. Uh, you know, a lot of people are on all these medications. And, you know, uh, nothing against psychiatrists. But, you know, what happens is they keep throwing medications at people. Okay, oh, this is not working. Do more of this. Oh, that ain't working. Do more. It's a guessing game. And most of the science about medications, now I'm not saying I'm against medications. I just want to let you know that. I, I'm for what works. If it's working for you, man, keep doing it, okay? <laughs> yeah. And that's how I look at life, okay? 
Um, but there are alternatives. And, you know, there, there are really hardly any research on long-term use of SSRIs or Mayo inhibitors, okay, and cross-pollination of different drugs. There's, they're educated guesses is what's going on. Now, some of those things work for people, and I'm for it, okay? But there are other things you can do, and that's what I want to talk to, about today. Now, I just want to clarify for people who might not understand, when you're talking about SSRIs, what kind of medications are included in that? Well, that's Welbutrin, you got okay. uh, uh, Prozac, you got Effexor, you got, you know, all kinds Anxiety of Anxiety and depression Zoloft, meds, right. yeah. Okay. You know. Just want to make sure everybody <clears throat> understood that, but... And I agree with you, John, a thousand percent. If you were in a, a crisis situation, if medication is what you need, then that's fine. But I love the idea that you want to tell people, because nobody does that. Everybody says, here's all your problems, but nobody says, here's something you can do. You're going to do that. Well, that's the whole issue. You see, look, medications can be used as a short-term intervention because the alternative medicines or alternative treatments, rather, okay, take a little time. All right, you got to build your body back up. For instance, let's look at depression and anxiety, okay? Exercise, all right? Exercise when you have a heart attack. Exercise is when you, they, they doctors tell you all the time, exercise is so important. And it's aerobic exercise, not anaerobic. Anaerobic meaning just picking up weights. Aerobic, you're going to get your, your breath, your heart pumping. So you're okay. talking about like running and walking and walking, swimming. Running, swimming, bicycling. Okay. I mean, you know, if you don't have any money, you can walk, okay? And if you can't walk, you're sitting. No, I, I used to teach handicapped people, all right? Guys in wheelchairs, people that were blind, people, you know. And you can just punch right where you are. You can do jumping jacks in a wheelchair, believe it or not, okay? Just moving your arms around, getting your heart rate up. When you do that, the chemicals in your brain and your body change, all right? And what happens is, is that you create serotonin and dopamine, which is your feel-good drugs. Okay. Okay? So exercise is paramount because, first of all, what it does, okay, it alleviates stress and raises dopamine. Most people don't know this. And serotonin, okay? So that's one of the things that you can do. Another thing that you may want to consider doing is taking care of your gut. I talked about it on earlier shows, and a lot of times people discount it because it sounds too simplistic. Okay? The bottom line is, if you don't take care of your gut, okay, you don't produce the proper amounts of dopamine and serotonin because that's where it's produced. And it goes up what is known as your vagus nerve, which comes up the side of your head into your brain, okay? And that's where the brain-gut axis is, that, that connection. So you need to take care of your gut, okay? So now how do you do that, okay? Well, first of all, your diet, okay, has to be minimal sugars, minimal processed food. I say minimal because it's so difficult to get away from all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, being realistic. Uh, no, don't eat processed food. Don't eat any sugar. And people go, well, how do you do that? Because everywhere you turn, that's what, what we have. Right, right. So you want to minimize it. You know, I, I, I believe in, look, in reality, all right? I can't go to all the ways to one end and all the ways to the other because it doesn't work. Right. You know, you have to just stay in the middle as best you can. So if you minimize your sugar intake, you minimize your, your all these other foods that are garbage, all right, then you take probiotics, 
prebiotics, which is very important to take with the probiotic. Probiotic is the seed. You want to look at it that way? And prebiotic is the rain. So you take probiotics, prebiotics, and then you take enzymes. So your absorption of the nutrients from your food, okay, goes into your body where it belongs. So on that basis, that will help you, believe it or not, with your depression and your anxiety. Now, to take it a step further, okay, there are nutrients you can take, all right? You can take a thing called SAMI, okay? You can take GABA, all right? You can take uh, omega-3s, helps with depression. Okay, GABA will help you, and, and, and 5-HTP will help you with your anxiety. Does it work for everybody? No, but it works for a lot of people. See if you're one of those people. If not, you just keep experimenting instead of sitting and just crying about it. You know, we all go through these things. If you read my book, you know, the, the new book. Okay, the new book, which is? Which is The Kid from the South Bronx Who Never Gave Up. That's my life story. And if you want to talk about depression and anxiety, read my book, but you could see how I got out of it. Okay? And, and, and that's why I wrote the book. I wrote it to help people, to motivate people. I was homeless. Uh, I got betrayed by my therapist. I got betrayed by my doctor. I got all kinds of things that happened to me in my life. Okay? And how I learned from it and how you can learn from it. And, you know, Give it a shot. If it don't, doesn't work for you, use it at uh, firewood or something. I don't care. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those are important things that you, you need to look at if you want to get a handle on anxiety, okay, and depression. Um, also, what you can do is meditation. Meditation's been around for, I don't know, a thousand years? Okay. And it's so simple. You breathe in for the count of five, hold your breath for the count of three, breathe out for the count of five, hold your breath for the count of three, and repeat the process. Okay? And just calm your brain. It's very important to give that a rest. That's why sleep is paramount. Okay? And most addicts and alcoholics have a hard time sleeping. I have a hard time sleeping myself. So I got to... You know, I take tryptophan, I take 5-HTP, and I take melatonin. You know, sometimes it's working really well, other times it doesn't work well. Look, it's just life. But sleeping is very important because that's when your brain recalibrates itself. So you have to look at that. You have to treat yourself in a way that's going to heal yourself. And everything affects everything else. If you're feeling lonely and bored, Take a walk. Get out of that environment. Okay, change your your location. That'll change your mind. Okay, believe it or not. But you have to do something. If you sit around and ruminate, you're done. Okay, you're just done. And that's what people do. Now, John, I mean, I love this stuff in, in the exercise and the sleep and the proper diet and taking care of your, yourself and doing all that nutrients. Um, does, does the people that you have in your life, the people that you spend time with, do they play a role in depression and anxiety as well? Could uh-huh. that be a problem? Absolutely. All right? Birds of a feather flock together. 
<laughs> All right? <laughs> it's real simple stuff. If you're hanging out with people that are negative and always depressed and always, you know, poor me and this and this and playing victim, well, guess what? It's going to affect you. You want to be put yourself around more positive people. And in these days, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah, it you is. Know, and I know that. Okay? But you have to do your best. You can't just sit around and say, oh, there isn't anybody positive. Oh, I don't know. It's too hard to do this. Oh, it's too... <laughs> Listen, man. You know, you can, you can do all this baloney all day long, and you're not going to go anywhere. The bottom line is this. You have to push yourself. Because if you don't, who's going to? And that's just the way it is. You know, but that's a good point. You know, it's... And be careful how you talk to yourself. That's another thing. You know, we have all this conversation going on in our heads. All right. Oh, man, I don't know what to do. I'm out of money. Oh, man, I don't know what to do. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to do this? How am I going to And that's all real. I understand that. I've been there, done that. Okay? But what's more real is that you got to figure out this way. This is where you're at, and you got to look how you can change things. Okay? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But all you can do is just do the best you can. You know? Listen, I, I had a I, I had no place to live. I lived in my closet in my karate school. I mean <laughs> I stayed at a friend's house on a couch. You know? Uh it wasn't comfortable. Uh I didn't like it. But it, I made the most of it as best I could. Read the book, you'll see what I'm talking about. All right? Um was it easy? No. Um was I disgusted with myself? Yes. Did it feel like a, a loser sometimes? Yes. Okay? But I changed that thinking. And by changing my thinking, I changed where I was at. And when I changed where I was at, things got better. Well, I think when we're going through and we're looking back on the year that was 2020 and all the problems people have had, there's a, probably a lot of people that didn't have a lot of depression or anxiety before. Maybe they've fallen into it this year. So it's relatively new. Um, is there a difference between somebody who has maybe just developed a problem with anxiety, depression, and sadness and that, and a person who's had it for their whole lives? I mean, who, you know, have almost built workarounds where they can stay depressed and anxious, but they just find ways to function. I mean, there's a big difference between somebody who's had it for a long time and somebody who hasn't, Well, right? you know what it is? It's severity. Some okay. people are severe. I know people that have severe depression and anxiety. And, and and they really have a hard time, okay? But it's important they do something about it. I mean, that's... Well, here's the problem. People do a lot of things about it, and a lot of stuff is not working. Right. So they give up. Okay. See? There's a lot of different things out there you could do. But, you know, you got to be a detective, and you got to go out there and try different things and see what works for you, because everyone's different. Everybody has a different sure, footprint. Sure, sure. Okay? It's not easy. I'm not here to say, oh, no, yeah, do this, do this. No, it's not easy, okay? But it's a lot easier than sitting and not doing anything. You know, look, <clears throat> if your medications are not working and you can change your stuff around, do alternative stuff. Do what, what we're saying here today. Give that a shot, but you got to do it for a little while. You can't do it for a, a two days and go, oh, it's not working. Everything's a process. That's what so, people do. John, it's like the guys who go to the gym and they right, go like, go they go like twice and they're like, oh, I don't see a difference. I'm done. Right. And then they go buy some ho-hos no, and ding-dongs. Oh, How about the guy that goes to the gym for a, a month, 
starts feeling really good and says, now I don't have to go anymore. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know. Yeah. So you got to be, what, what the whole key is, is consistency. Okay, it's consistency. And then there's a little thing, or big thing, whatever you want to call it, called a God of your understanding. Okay? I believe everything I went through, and this is just for me, that I went through are my lessons in life. There are no failures. There are only lessons. And if you learn from your lessons, you can change your outcomes. If you don't, and you're doomed to repeat them, and you just keep doing it over and over and over again. And then that self-talk, okay, I don't know if I'm going to do this, I don't know if I can get out of this. And, and the brain's job is to want to help you to do whatever you think you should do. And if you think you should be sad, and you think you should be lonely, and you think you should be all these things, it'll accommodate you, okay? And, and it really may sound a little strange to some of you, but that's the truth. You have to turn it around. And you say, well, it's so hard. I can't turn it around. Well, who's in charge? You. That's a good point, yes. You know, you're in charge. You're, listen, if you're thinking about one way of thinking, why not think about another way of thinking? Well, it doesn't work. I tried this and I tried that. The problem is you tried, you didn't do it. You see? And you have to understand that Life keeps showing up, and there's a reason why things are happening to you, I believe. And I believe those, those things can make you stronger, can make you weaker, or you can just check out. It all depends how you want to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, with the, we're talking about anxiety and depression, which could affect anybody. And at some point, everybody's affected, I think, by something. You know, it happens. It might be short-term, it might be long-term. How does anxiety and depression play into addiction itself when we're talking about Well, that? Here's, here's, here's the deal, okay? If you're genetically predisposed for addiction, that means you have a gene, which is, there is a gene for addiction. It was founded by a Dr. Kenneth Blum and Ernie Noble. And Dr. Blum is the geneticist that I work with. I'm part of a team of 25 universities of scientists that are working on addiction, depression, anxiety, the human condition. And what, what you have to realize is that what is depression? Okay, what is depression? That's what we have to look at, first of all. What is it? We're fighting something we, we have to identify. What is it? Okay, so to me, it's real simple. It's in a, it brings you to a state of mind that you feel like everything is on top of you, coming down on top of you, that you just can't get out of where you are, that the world seems dark, okay, that everything seems bleak, and no matter what you do, it doesn't seem to work. You don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. You feel like, why bother, okay? So that's depression, my view of the world. I mean, there's other ways you can look at it. And then anxiety is when you're pumped up and, and, and you're worried about everything, you're trying to control everything, and it's like uh, you, you push this down and that comes up. You push this down, what, what do you call that? Oh, okay. whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. <laughs> you, whack you get the whack here, and the other guy comes up. So anxious, what is it? You, you feel like you, you can't control everything, okay? And, and, and what happens is, is that you get over-amped, 
Okay, your heart palpitations happen. You can't sleep at night. So what do people do that are predisposed for addiction? They use drugs. They use alcohol. They do shopping if they have money. Okay, they eat food out of balance. Okay, they blow up. All right, they do all kinds of different, you know, sex addiction, gambling addiction, looking for an escape, looking to meditate, uh, medicate. Okay, those feelings, but it doesn't work because it's like putting a bandaid on a cut but not taking care of the cut. Absolutely. But is it true that sometimes? Everybody, like, and I think I said it a moment ago, everybody gets a little feeling sometimes. You know, I mean, there's times when I have a little bit of depression. Not a big depression, but just a little bit. But there's a difference. But, but I, feeling down or this depression. Right. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. And I have to realize, so you're having a down moment. That's okay. It's okay. If I worry, if I start worrying about feeling a little bit down once in a while, you know, generally what I find, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, is when I start to feel a little bit like that, just kind of that gloomy day feeling a little bit down, things aren't perfect right now and I feel a little off, just get up and do something and usually that's okay. And it's okay just to let that wash past me, right? Well, yeah, well here's the deal, okay, is like I said earlier, you have to, you have to get out of where you are and, and change the way your mind is thinking. Yeah. Because your mind can be your best friend or your, your worst best enemy. enemy. Okay. <laughs> So you need to understand that you're in control of your mind. You may not be in control. You know, relationships are interesting because they do a lot of couple therapies and stuff like that. And it winds up being a control issue with each other. And they go under the guise of wanting to help each other. Listen, there's a saying we have in karate, okay? The teacher will appear when the student is ready. Okay? You can't force that. All right. Okay? So if you're in a relationship and you trying to force people to be a, a certain way that you think is best for them, okay, stop. All you have to do is you plant the seed. If they choose to water it, fine. If they don't, either you learn to accept it or say adios. Otherwise, you're going to torture yourself and you're going to torture the other person. Agreed. And it only begins with us. It, you know, it has nothing... Let me tell you, I've married four times. My father said, keep doing it till you get it right. So anyway, this fourth marriage that I'm with for 25 years, this woman, the best woman I've ever been with in my life, what really helped me, okay, I used to blame the other person. Oh, she didn't want to have sex enough. Oh, she was nasty. Or she don't believe in me. All this other kind of stuff. But what it really was about, Scott, was about John, okay? I needed to work on me. I needed to look at me, not at the other person. Everything goes here. You see my shirt I'm wearing? Knowledge is power. But without action is meaningless. So I went to therapy. I looked at John. I stopped blaming the other person because that does no good anyway. Okay, I've stopped trying to change the other person because I can't even change me. How am I going to change them? Right. So, and I, I got to tell you, I, I had the best relationship in the whole planet. We don't fight. We don't argue. We'll have a disagreement. We laugh afterwards. And we do what's best for both of us. And that's just the way it works. But we both go, we're both in recovery. We both, you know, we both have been to therapy and still go to therapy at times. You know, we go to our meetings. We do everything we need to do 
to take care of ourselves. And that's what this show is about, to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of you? If you wait for the other person to take care of you, forget it. Okay? Because you got to take care of yourself. That's how you get stronger. And the bottom line is, is that when you have adversity and you have things coming at you and you overcome it, okay, that's how you get more powerful. And that's just the way it is. So these things that a God of your understanding may be throwing in your way, all right, is to help you to grow as a human being and to be more powerful. Like when I, with, with karate, I always put my students against people that are way better than them because they have something to a, a, achieve, something to attain instead of somebody at the same level or below their level. My girl, my girl fighters, my women fighters, I always made them fight men, never fight girls right. or women. They had to fight men, okay? So that's how you become stronger, when you have that resistance, right? So instead of looking at it as a, a down, maybe look at it as an up. But that's up to you out there. Look, things that, I, I know things are not so good today. I understand. I mean, I've had friends just recently die from this, from different things, some from COVID, some from a heart attack. You know, as you get older, as you get older. I yeah, mean, unfortunately it happens, yeah. You know, I'm 74 years old, and I can't believe that I'm 70, because in my head I'm 12, you know. But I've got to tell you, all right? And, and, and the bottom line is I, I see people that I, I love and I care about and, and, and dying. And, and, and believe it or not, a lot of them died because they didn't take care of themselves. Uh, you know, my, listen, most important, everybody thinks money's important, and cars and houses and all this baloney. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. You have zero. Because I have friends of mine that are millionaires, they don't have their health, and they'll trade everything in for their health. And, and that's just the way it is. So you need a healthy mind and a healthy body. You see, most treatment centers and things, unfortunately, you know, that's what I do consulting for treatment centers, the ones that want to listen, okay, uh, they treat people just psychologically. Now, that's an important piece. Right. I'm not saying it's not. There's trauma, there's inner child work, there's abuse, and on and on and on and on. But there's also a medical condition people have. They have low thyroid, which causes depression and anxiety. They have leaky gut syndrome. Look this stuff up. Leaky gut syndrome. H. pyloria. Okay, hyperglycemia. Look all of these things, ailments up. They cause depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation. Men, okay, as they get older, have low testosterone. Low testosterone can also cause depression. See, it's not just psychological. You may think it's because... You lost your job, and this, and that might be a piece of it, but you also may have other conditions that are contributing to that. You need to get a thorough, thorough physical. You need to look at all the possibilities so you do the best you can to fix everything, okay, as best you can, okay, and then deal with the psychological as well. That is an issue, actually. You brought that up. It's interesting because in most treatment centers, I'm not going to say all because there are, there are some that are doing it, but in most treatment centers, once you get through the detox phase, there is no more physical treatment. It all becomes psychological. And, you know, the detox is the physical, but it's really about stabilizing the physical body. <clears throat> um, 
So you're saying that's a big component that's missing in a lot of places is thinking Absolutely. about the physiological being itself. Because if, if you walk out of there and mentally you feel okay, but your body still doesn't feel good, that'll beat you out. You'll end up feeling bad sooner or later mentally too. Well, you know, here's the deal. There are a lot of alternative treatments that are really great. There's neurofeedback. There's biofeedback. All right, there's acupuncture. It's only been around 5,000 years. I mean, what the hell do they know? Right? <laughs> you know, uh, there's hyperbaric medicine, which is oxygen and depression, which helps heal the brain. Um, you can have certain allergies can cause depression. People don't even realize this stuff. Heavy metals, okay? Yeah. And it's in our food. It's in our water supply. Messes with neurotransmission in your brain. In other words, your brain doesn't function. Yeah. Optimally, it can look like, believe it or not, bipolar disorder, attention disorder, attention hyperactive disorder. So it can have all these appearances. And usually what we do is, here, take this medication. And it's not the medication that they need. Okay? They need to chelate these heavy metals out of their body. There's so many things that we're not looking at. That's why what I did... Uh, I, I got tired of going around in a circle. With uh, I, I was lecturing at all of these um, treatment conferences, and I decided to get out of there. And I, I was blessed to be with a bunch of scientists, and I lectured at neuroscience conferences. I did Taipei, um, forty countries. I did Chicago. There was about fifty countries, and Baltimore, and and uh, Budapest. I was in, and. I also learned from them, and they learned from me. And they didn't even think the way I was thinking. They go, you know, we never thought of that because a lot of them approached everything just psychologically. Okay, oh, they got PTSD. Oh, they got this. They got that. But what are the chemicals in the brain? What's going on with the body? Is anything else contributing to this? How do we how do we prevent this stuff? How do we help it? You can't just treat a, the head. Well, if you're only going to treat the head, then leave the body home. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're connected you know remember this is a system okay it's not individual pieces it's a system you move one piece you move nine and what people have to realize our planet is a system we're destroying the rainforest it's affecting us on the other side of the planet yeah. everything that happens on this planet affects the whole planet and people don't realize that they're not thinking that way all right? And remember, psychiatrists and, and, and mental health and, and, and therapists, they're taught a certain way. They have a cookbook, I call it. They need to expand their knowledge base. This is the 21st century. All right? Things are different. People have telephones. I remember I used to have a beeper, and I had a whole bunch of change in my pocket. I used to go rump in quarters in, in the phone booth, right? But now you have cell phones, and now you have computers. Okay, so everything is different today. So either you come up to the 21st century and learn how to, to deal with all this stuff, or you stay behind, and it's not a good place to be. Well, you, you mentioned therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists and all the people you might go to if you have some problems with depression and anxiety or addiction or whatever. Um, and you said they, they got a little cookbook. They work a certain way. Not everybody's a good fit for everybody. So if you go somewhere and you're not feeling it, it's okay to go somewhere else, right? Absolutely. You want them to look around. People will research 
their mechanics for their cars more than they research doctors and psychiatrists. Well, here's the deal. <clears throat> there are wonderful psychological approaches that people have. I always tell people, if you go into a therapist, see if they do a technique called EMDR. All right, eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. Not the way Dr. Shapiro. Okay, it's great for trauma. Right, I redeveloped it because I'm an NLP trainer also, and also a hypnotherapist and also a karate expert, which we use like breathing techniques, or holotropic breathing. And I combined all those methodologies together and I formed another technique called TRT, trauma release technique, okay, which I felt worked a lot better than the other one. I, I'm always looking to upgrade things. It's like, you know, like anything else, you upgrade your computer, right? So it's the same stuff. Um, you want to find somebody who does NLP, normal linguistic programming, okay, EMDR uh, type of therapist. What's going to happen, I believe, eventually, Scott, therapists are going to have to learn about nutrition. They're going to have to learn about alternative medicine and combine that to their therapeutic interventions, okay? <laughs> we can't keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results. You know, John, I think that's probably a whole nother show we're going to have to do. Yeah. When you've got these therapies and these, these treatments, things like you said, acupuncture and um, other, before the word holistic actually got bastardized by a lot of people out there, um, real holistic treatments that really work, they've been around for centuries and centuries, yet they're still not accepted in modern medicine. Um, well, you know, you, you know and, and it's, and it's why? Uh, I'm going to tell you why. It's, why? Really, it's so interesting. You know why therapists and doctors don't change? And what's the funniest part is that we're, we're therapists are supposed to help people change, but they don't change. <laughs> so, you know, change is for everybody, okay? We have to be updated constantly. There's science being, i give you an example, all right? Um, I've been doing hyperbaric medicine for about 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. All right, for addiction. And everybody's going, what is he doing? What is that? Hyperbaric medicine, oxygen. It's used for uh, the bends. And oh, now it's used for wound healing. And now they're finding out it's, it's good for traumatic brain injuries. And, you know, yeah. all these years, everybody used to laugh at me. And now the VA is using it, okay, for treating addiction or feeding, uh, treating TBI cases, traumatic brain injury cases. But here's another funny part, okay? That I'm, I'm, I'm into stem cells. I also lecture about stem cells and exosomes, and that's a whole other show. Uh, they found out in Israel, they did a peer-reviewed study in a medical journal. Peer-reviewed means that there's a whole bunch of doctors and scientists on a board. They look at your research, and they see if it's done properly. Yeah. You know, all right? What they found out, which is very interesting, is that if you go five times a week, in an atmosphere of two atmospheres, which is 15 pounds per square inch pressure on the body, which drives oxygen into the body, all right, for three months, five days a week, you grow 20% the telomeres. Now, what are telomeres? Telomeres is the measuring tool, okay, that tells you how old you are biologically, not chronologically. I'm chronologically 74, but biologically I could be 54 or 84. You know, it depends on how they measure it. And as you get older, the telomeres get shorter. They found out 
that they can increase the telomeres 20%. What that translates to is you'll grow younger, not older. It's wild what's going that's, on. That's crazy. Yeah, oh, no, it's wild what's going on. And, you know, I'm into all this stuff because I love learning. I love changing. And the only way you're going to change is to do things differently. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results. I think that's fabulous, and I, and, I, and I encourage you to keep watching us in, in future shows because I'd love to spend more time. And, we, John, we need to really talk about these things and alternatives that people can look for, and I want to do that with you. Um, but for today, um, you know, the word of the day was, was anxiety and depression. And, depression right. and, you know, you gave us a lot of great tips on how to get out of it and everything else. I mean... Um, what do you want to say to somebody? Because we're, you know, we're coming to the end of the show here. But you got somebody sitting on the sofa with a bag of Doritos, watching Oprah all day, feeling sorry for themselves and feeling very sad. Not just, you know, and, and it's very deep in them that sadness, that depression. What do you want to say to them? When the Doritos are done, get off your butt, get out of the house, <laughs> and go for a walk. <laughs> you make sure they finish the Doritos first. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go for the walk. You, What's the worst that can happen? You never want to take anybody's Doritos yeah, yeah, away. No, 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 no. You don't want to lose a limb. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Get up and do something. Get up. Get away from where you are. Go to a Zoom meeting. Go do something, okay? I always encourage people, put happy music on. Put some good music on, happy music. Turn the TV off. Stop staring blindly at the Well, you TV. know what's interesting? Put some music on, and when you're walking around your house and doing your dishes, have music playing. You'll find yourself dancing while you're doing things, and you don't even want to, That's but you do. That's an excellent point. You know, sound, okay, we did research on sound, how it changes the chemicals in the brain. You know, like you're driving in your car and you hear a song, and either you're crying or you're laughing. Yeah. It all depends on that, how that song is attached to your experiences. So what you're saying is true. Bring some upbeat music, okay? And listen, stuff happens. So you are where you are, enjoy where you are, where your feet are. Look where your feet are, because that's where you are. Okay, stop living in the future, and stop living in the past, because all you got is now. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Now, John, um, again, get out there and get moving, but before we leave, I want to remind everybody, if you go to John J. Giordano, that's the letter J, like his middle initial, johnjgiordano.com, you can learn a whole lot more about this stuff. Find ways to get in touch with John. And also, I, I encourage people to go out and pick up your newest book. Oh, absolutely. Pick it up. I mean, I'm getting such good feedback. Uh, we're looking to possibly make a Netflix uh, out of it, which I'm hoping we'll see. I'm talking to some producers and stuff. Uh, I, I really if did. They, I think Al Pacino should play you. Absolutely. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I wrote this book to really help people. I, I'm so tired of losing friends. And yeah. You know, and things like that. It, it's, it, it'll, it'll possibly help motivate you. And the feedback I've been getting is that a lot of people, you know, it's like the the book is also besides about my life, you know, being homeless and then turning $300 into $45 million. And uh, I never thought I would do anything like that in my entire life. But I had great partners and had a great team. And Scott was part of the team also. And Karen. And uh, we just... We just grew, and we did it. And I'm writing a book about that and how you can change your life. But right now, go on. You can go on Amazon. Uh, can they buy it through your site? 
It, no, you can buy it on Amazon. A Amazon, and uh, the name of the book again was? The Kid from the South Bronx Who Never Gave Up. By John Giordano. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, his other book, which is How to Beat Your Addictions, Live, Live Quality, quality of life, life, which is, you know, the namesake of this show. Um, but, John, I appreciate your time, brother. Thanks, Scotty. Always. As always, man. Love you, baby. Love you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us right here on How to Beat Your Addiction, Live a Quality and Life. tell John other Giordano. people about this podcast. Yeah, share it with your friends. Um, make sure you like us on uh, YouTube and everything. And uh, set your alarm so that when future shows comes out, you'll get your notifications. But really share it with people. And, uh, you know, on the YouTube channel, give us some feedback. You can leave some comments if there's something that you would like to let us know. And certainly go check out JohnJGiordano.com and uh, find out more about this man sitting to my left here. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye.